Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Hey, welcome back. We're glad you're here. One more hour to go as uh, we, well, two, three more hours to go as we race our way through the show. And uh, let's check in with Ryan next in College Station. Hello, Ryan. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. Happy holidays to you and your crew and all your producers. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Hey, I I had a question I was going to ask you a couple weeks ago. I, I, I was on hold, and we got sidetracked with band leaders and legend handing out black hats and whatnot. But uh, it just dawned on me about this uh, realignment deal where these conferences' names are absolutely silly at this point. I mean, uh, Cal's playing in the ACC, so – uh, Pac-12 is what I can't remember the last time the Big 12 actually had 12 teams in it. The Big 10 has 14, 16, 18. I don't know. Uh, Not to be 20. When are they going to realign the names of these conferences? Well, 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 well Ryan, they're not going, they going to. to uh, because, I mean, the by, by the way, the, the Big the Big 10 is about to have 18. These, these are these are names that are extremely well known and and you just can't go pack uh, you can't go big 12 big uh big 14 uh, because we know what we know it's the big 10 we know it's the pack 12 we know it's the big 12 and uh, i mean the big 10 the big the big 12 has changed a few times it was the big eight and then it was the big 12 but those i, I just think that's part and parcel to the way we are okay. these days Okay, but Paul, let me ask you this: a follow-up question to that. In naming these these conferences, how is that going to affect the bowl uh, alliances between these two? Where you have a Cotton Bowl that's traditionally a Big Twelve versus the SEC, or uh, uh, the Rose Bowl with a, a well, Pac- well, well, Ryan, that's already uh, that's already going to be taken care of because you know we are uh, exactly one year from tonight away from. The college football playoff and the bowl games are simply going to uh, be integrated in, in, into the quarterfinals, the semifinals, uh, and obviously the final. Will you, be it. Do, let me ask you this, and then I'll hang up. Uh, lastly, do you think that it would be cost prohibitive to rebrand these leagues? And, and change it? Is that too much well, money to spend, or yeah, I mean, is it's it just not, not it's, worth the hassle? It's not impossible, but I mean, I, I went to a doctor six months, six years ago. They were named something, then they changed again, then they just changed again. Uh, I mean, part of a big hospital chain is why they keep changing it. And I'm like, at some point, you do lose track. Uh, I don't think when you have well known, <laughs> well known brands, you're eager to change the names very much. Greg is up next. Uh, hello, Greg. 
Hey, Paul, how you doing today? We are doing well, thank you. We got a lot of excitement down the plains with the uh, recruits we signed. We haven't had that much buzz since our freshman quarterback beat Alabama. <laughs> Been a couple of years. <laughs> but uh, listen, before I get into my question, personal question here, I need to set it up. Paul, it's understandable that you are the face and voice of the SEC. Other conferences call you for advice. You're on all the shows. You even got your picture on billboards. <laughs> now, I asked you uh, uh, last year that is Paul too big to fail? And what I mean by that, okay, can you go down and fire up the old Hudson, go out to dinner, or go shopping? Are you too big for your success, and you have to go over to Europe to vacation like Coach Saban did? No, I'm, I'm, I go pretty much everywhere and anywhere, and uh, it doesn't phase me whatsoever. If somebody says well, hello, that's I didn't know if you are just harassed or bothered, anything like that. No, uh, I, I am never bothered by anybody saying hello. Well, I will tell you this. I got a brother-in-law that has uh, Coach uh, Saban uh, selfie, and I said, well, I got Paul Feinbaum selfie, so I think I got you beat. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, I'm not sure I win the uh, game of uh, selfie poker with Nick Saban because I don't think anybody does. No. But uh, listen, Paul, you have a Merry Christmas to your family and the ESPN family. Greg, thank you. Uh, nice of you to call. Appreciate your thoughts. So let's, uh, let's check out Will, who was up next in Orange Beach. Uh, hey, Will. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We are doing great. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. I want to discuss this Liberty Oregon game coming up. Okay. What do you think? Well, I actually, I have Liberty winning. Because, you know, Liberty's got a really solid O-line, great quarterback. They got that center, Aaron Finnamore. Man, he, he does some numbers. Well, I think ultimately, ultimately for Oregon, uh, you have to wonder who is going to play. Uh, Bo Nix isn't going to play. A number of other people aren't. So, I mean, these games are, these games are real, challenging, real challenges for the coaches. Hey, thank you very much for the call. Let's uh, check in with Ken, who is up next. Uh, hey, Ken. Hey, Paul, how you doing again, sir? We're doing great. Hi, Paul, I just want to reiterate on one of the callers uh, about the kids that's coming up today that's playing sports. Paul, I don't care where you come from, whether you lived in a mansion or come out there projects or wherever. Paul, is he, you know, I've seen you do a whole lot of interviews with different players. And I have seen Holly Rowe do a lot of interviews. And Paul, let me tell you one thing I hate, and I'm a 59-year-old man, is I can't stand when a young uh, athlete or whatever doing an interview, especially with a woman, and she asks my question, yeah, man, yeah, man. You know, Paul, I'm 59, and I would say, sir, to you. And I don't know because of my military background or what, but now I think these kids now, it, it, to me, I think we're living in a world What's in it for me, you know? You know, can and, I, I, listen, I think you're talking to the right person because, uh, I mean, there was, a lot, there was a long period of time when uh, I was the youngest person, and now uh, there are plenty of coaches who are younger than me, but I still believe in, in addressing them properly. Uh, I've known Nick Saban for 25 years. I've never called him Nick in, pro in public or in private. 
Yes, sir. Exactly. And I just I, I do see some of your interviews, like the one you did with the uh, Alabama cornerback. Uh, I forget his name. Terry Arnold. Terry on Arnold. Yeah, and I was listening to, at this kid, yes, and he was laughing with you, saying, sir, but then you did one. I'm going to have to call him out, the linebacker for Alabama. Uh, what's the name? Number 15. Was that Dallas? Yeah. And Paul almost lost it sitting here at my house. And I'm like, wow, man, did, do, I mean, is it really coming from home? Or, uh, is it that they don't just think they, they're too good now? Or, you know, that they can't even address uh, another adult? Uh, someone, you know, that, I mean, I, I just don't, I just don't understand the Paul. Is it well, Paul? Let me ask can, you one can I, I know exactly what you're saying because uh, we grew up in the same generation and that's right. how we were taught. But I also, yeah, sure. uh, when I talk to an athlete, I, I don't ever go in uh, with any predispositions. Uh, I, you know, sometimes right. they're great. Sometimes uh, <laughs> it's like talking to one of your kids. Um, so you just kind of, uh, you, you can't tell them how to behave. You just hope, no, uh, sir, you, you hope for the best. Yes, sir. You're right, Paul. Now, Paul, look, have a Merry Christmas Thank and you. a happy holidays to you and the rest of the crew. Thank Ken, you. what a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, and uh, you be well, you take care of yourself. Bob is up next in South Carolina. Hey, Bob. Hey, Paul. Great to talk to you again. And thank you. First, uh, want to wish you and your family happy holidays and a fantastic new year. Well, that's nice of you. I've got something that's been bothering me for ever since the rankings came out with the committee and maybe you can ease my mind, but I can't figure out. So picture yourself in that room with the committee right before boo goes on TV to explain everything to Reese and Herb street and all the committee sitting in there with their hands their head in their hands worrying about how they're going to handle all this criticism. So my question and concern was why didn't boo or somebody in that room have the cojones to stand up and say, guys, it doesn't matter. Next year we're going to 12 teams. Everybody's getting in. We'll have some controversy for the, you know, number 13, 14, but we can fix this now. Let's just go to six teams. Give the top two teams a bye. You already got Georgia and Florida playing each other, so we're only talking about adding one more bowl game. And I'm sure ESPN, the networks, they're going to be very willing to pick that up. And some city is going to be willing to host Alabama, Texas in the rematch and let them play their way in. We're only talking one more bowl, one more week. Why did that? And I know there's contracts and logistics and contracts are broken in extreme circumstances. So what do you think about why that didn't happen? Uh, I think I think it would have it would have satisfied some people. But these people are careful. They're administrators. And they I think by doing that would have taken away the gravity of, 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 of the issue. Sometimes people just take themselves too seriously. We'll take a short break, and we are back after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. We welcome you back. Busy show on tap, a lot happening, and let's uh, get right to Tim, who's up next. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. This is Tim from Mobile, Alabama. How's it going? We're doing great. Oh, awesome. Glad to hear. Hey, I, I can't wait for January 1st, Michigan-Alabama. I, I mean, I think that's going to be a game of the century. Uh, I think one of the pressing questions I have to ask you is, from the coaching standpoint, would you rather have Jim Harbaugh's moxiness or Nick Saban's integrity? Well, uh, <laughs> there's really not much about Jim Harbaugh I would take over over Nick Saban, but I, I don't think any of that, you know, integrity is, is really going to be the deciding factor in this game. Um, I think somebody asked me today whoa, whoa, whoa. On, a, on a radio show who I thought had the coaching advantage, and I said, is that supposed to be a serious question? Um, we all know that, but that doesn't mean Alabama wins the game just because of Nick Saban. That's true. What, what would be the design factor in your humble well, opinion? Well, I, I, think, I think there are, to me, uh, it, it's the speed of Alabama. That uh, I, I'm impressed with Michigan, uh, but what I don't like about Michigan is how, how little they have been tested this year. And, mm. you mm. know, Alabama was... I mean, you want to go through the lineup, I can give you six, seven games when they literally uh, had the game on the line and they won all but one. And, I mean, that's a big deal in a close game. Uh, that's a big deal if, if it comes down to a couple of big plays. Uh, we don't know what Michigan's going to be like, frankly. Uh, but I think, I think, I think Michigan is enormously talented, though. It, it, it's truly a, a joker and a deck of 52 cards. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I mean, there, I'm, I am not going to, like, uh, you know, be here on January 2nd and say I've never been more shocked in my, in, in my life because I, I, can, I can see who's favored in the game. Uh, so yeah. that, that, that's a pretty strong blinking indicator of not only uh, where, where the game lands, but 
So far, it hasn't moved. And and a lot of, there are a lot of people who mean, like Michigan there's, there's in this so game. There's so much money on the rolling tide. Yeah, but, yet, but the line hasn't moved. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, ran, I, I think what happens is, and I ran into somebody today who's completely neutral, uh, and he said, he yeah. said, you think Alabama wins, don't you? Because that we're, we're conditioned to go with Nick Saban. And, and by the way, it will, have, it, will, it will have proven correct about 89% of the time. I, I think it, an interesting part about Michigan is that Sharon Moore factor. Like, does he bring more to the table for Michigan? Uh, or, I, I actually, or, I, I liked what, what I saw think? with him, yes. Uh, I, think, I think Harbaugh can suck uh, the life out of you a little bit because he is a, uh, he's a player's coach. Uh, I, I ran into a recruit a couple of months ago who was going to Michigan uh, big time player, by the way. And, and I said, tell me about Harbaugh. Cause I, I was, and he, he said, you don't have any, he said, he's nothing like what he appears. And I've talked to guys that have played for Harbaugh over the years. Uh, but he, he, I've also watched him coaching big games and he's, he's had a good run lately, but he didn't have one for a very long time. Uh, that's true. I mean, you look at his big games. I mean, it's Georgia TCU. And you look at Bama, they kicked the shit out of Vanderbilt. <laughs> okay. It was a good conversation, and you were accurate. Terry is up next. Hey, Paul. Hey, How Terry. How you doing? We're doing well. Thank you. I haven't talked with you in a while. Uh, the lane train keeps moving right along, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad the Rebels went ahead and went ahead and locked him up for four more years. Uh, he's just doing a great, great job. If we could uh, top this great recruiting class off if we could get uh, what's the kid's name? It used to be at A&M Bolden. Is that his name? Walter Nolan. No, Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. What, what are you hearing about that? Uh, I've, I've heard it's down to Oregon and Ole Miss. Is that what you're? Saying? Uh, I, I don't know any more than that. Uh, <laughs> When they, when these I mean this guy can go wherever he wants uh, and uh, I mean I like the momentum I've seen from from Kiffin uh, but I mean I hope he goes to, I hope he goes to Ole Miss I think he'd be a lot happier. Yeah, well, Paul, one other thing, real quick. I know you got a lot of callers holding, but several weeks ago, the new president of the NCAA came out with a kind of radical change in NIL. And I'm gonna simplify it because that's just the way my brain operates to move it from off campus to the institutions, is that idea going to go anywhere? And is that, or is that just a starting place to, to kind of clean NIL up a little bit? Uh, I, I, I don't think they can clean it up right now. Uh, all they can do is try to curtail it. But the risk of, of even that is, is, is litigation. And it's, it's the one thing that nobody really wants any more of. Yeah, well, somebody called in on your show the other day, and, and I, think, I think you talked about, too, the importance maybe at least of separating out the portal and NIL and don't run them together. But do Yeah, one, yeah I mean, you, you, could, you could see Saban yesterday was just completely exasperated uh, now that we're getting close to the game, having to deal with all that. But that's just part of it. Everybody else is dealing with the same thing, except there are only three other coaches who are in the playoffs. Hey, thank you very, very much. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if we're having, if we're, if this is falling next year, this week, uh, two days before playoff games across the, the country, uh, yesterday will look tame.
compared to poor, uh, the, the, the recruiting really is, I mean, there, there's, there were some, uh, there were some shenanigans going on yesterday, but pretty tame compared to where they used to be. The real, the real action is, is like with Walter Nolan, with other players right now who are in the portal. Mike is up next in Orange Beach. Hey, Mike. Hey, Paul. What's going on, bro? This your old Marine buddy, Mike. Mike, how Orange are you Beach, doing? LZ. How have you been? Oh, pretty good. Uh, last time I talked to you, bro, we had a major skirmish here with a young lady named uh, Hurricane Sally. Yes, sir. That's been a while. Yes, sir, it has. And uh, uh, I want to wish you and uh, Dr. Linda and all the fine bombs the very best of uh, everything and uh, happy holy holidays for the new year coming. And just a few short uh, questions, Paul. I know you got them standing by. But, uh, Paul, why was that 33 points taken off the board in that pick six in that game against Georgia? Yeah. Um, oh, you, you, in the game against Georgia? Are you talking about the uh, Auburn-Alabama game? Yeah, the SEC championship, Paul. When was there uh... – You know, they had a pick six, I guess, a few seconds to go, and the Bama player ran no, that, 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 that was That was the Iron Bowl. Uh, the Mike, that was the Iron Bowl. That was uh, – it was a Terry on Arnold. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we talked to him about that. He, uh, they claim he stepped out of bounds. He claims he didn't. It really doesn't matter. The game was over. Thanks for the call. We have uh, one last recruiting update coming up after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And we're back. Uh, yesterday, signing day wrapped up. Headline from 24-7. The classes. This is uh, the uh, ESPN class. We're going to get some more perspective. Brad Crawford. Joining us now, one of the uh, top analysts in the country uh, to give us uh, just a final take before we uh, put this issue to bed. Great to see you, Brad. And uh, so many places to go, uh, but uh, was there any one thing that uh, you walked away going, hmm, that, that really mattered a lot. That was important. I think Ohio State, outside of the SEC, Paul, signing five five-stars, mm. 20 of 25 programs nationally, in the top 25, Big Ten or SEC, Ohio State had a really good day. They were able to hold on to two five-stars. Jeremiah Smith, number one player in the country. Miami offered him late, really wanted him through an NIL deal. They got him. And then Edric Houston, a pass rusher that several SEC schools wanted. So Ryan Day had a really good signing day. 
Georgia and Alabama, I think, pretty well speak for themselves. But I'm curious about some of those that got, got so much attention yesterday. And it sounds weird when you end up with one of the top quarterbacks in the country. I think they got one of the best uh, defensive players in the country. But it, it just didn't seem to stop the negativity today from, from on this show and others from Florida fans about what happened at Florida. Take us through the Florida recruiting cycle because it, it looked brilliant at one point. Yeah, you had Miles Graham's father actually on Twitter today, X as they call it now, sort of exposing the coaching staff for not letting them know that their linebackers coach was heading to A&M, Jay Bateman, as the new D.C. there. So he was kind of angry at that. Billy Napier's class was number three a couple weeks ago, finished at number 15 in our rankings at 24-7 sports. They had several decommits, but like you said, they were able to hold on to their top two players, D.J. Lagway, five-star quarterback, and L.J. McCray, a five-star edge. I think everybody knows, Paul, in SEC country, that Billy Napier is on this league's hottest seat heading into next season. And this is the toughest schedule in the country he has to play in 2024. 11 games against Power 5 competition, including UCF and Miami in the non-conference. So Billy Napier has to do it on the recruiting trail, and it's Tommy Starr does it on the field too. Yeah, and, and but if you, common sense would tell you this, Brad. What he does in recruiting doesn't matter anymore because he may not get to that. Yeah, you can't go 11-14 and 14 over two years in Gainesville with a bowl loss and then failing to get to bowl season this year. I think five straight losses for Florida to end the year. It just got really ugly late in Gainesville. They got Graham Mertz coming back out of the portal. The quarterback who started this year from Wisconsin played pretty well. But, yeah, right now, facing the toughest schedule, things are not looking too hot for Billy Napier. And I think this time next year, Paul, we might be in the middle of a coaching search in Gainesville. Hugh Freeze uh, seemed pretty happy. He also threw some darts. At, it seemed like his neighbors uh, who came in and uh, got players late. Uh, but uh, Auburn fans are buzzing right now. And uh, take us through a, a little bit of the perspective down there. Yeah, rightfully so. Hugh Freeze's first official full signing class, top 10 class there on the Plains. He was able to sign two five-star receivers. You know, he flipped a guy from Florida, a defensive lineman, I think, it was yesterday. That's a good thing. And like you said, Hugh Freeze said that there were a couple of elite programs that came in and did some late night recruiting was his uh, was his phrasing there. Look, it happens in the SEC. There's a, there's a reason why 10 of the top 20 schools nationally in recruiting this cycle are from the SEC. Everybody does dirty things on the recruiting trail. NIL is a huge factor now. So Hugh Freeze did a good job of maintaining a lot of these guys that he's had a while and signing a top 10 class. Hey, Hugh, I'm all for, for casting stones, but you, you just took a guy from Florida at the last second. So what are you talking about? Right. Hey, hey signing day's about flips, man. If, if you're able to get a four- or five-star guy at the last second, some guy maybe that you haven't recruited the last two or three years that the other school has, you, you got to go for it. So I, I think he did a good job of this class. Obviously, the portal is another big thing at Auburn. And right now, moving forward with Peyton Thorne at quarterback, I'm still a little bit surprised that the Tigers did not take a quarterback this cycle, but we still got several months yet. Uh, let, let me ask you LSU, because uh, we're used to seeing LSU uh, in the top yeah. five. Uh, they weren't. I don't know if that means very much because uh, they've been active in the portal as well. What, what's your analysis there? Yeah, Brian Kelly, second full class at LSU. He's outside the top ten. Surprisingly, did not sign a five-star, but he did land several of Louisiana's top players inside that top ten. I think it's a good nucleus. I don't think it's a class, Paul, that down the road maybe is going to win a national title, though. 
you have to stack five stars and four stars and kind of be in that top 10 annually. Last two cycles, he's done really well in the portal. He does not have a top five portal class right now. And then he's got Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be the new quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see how this LSU offense does after setting so many records this season with Jaden Daniels, but still finishing with nine wins. Brad, it's interesting uh, how different two years were for the class that A&M pulled into what happened yesterday. I, I, it's almost unfair, I think, to blame Mike Elko. Uh, he got there, tried to hold a place together. Uh, but what do you make out of so many yeah, losses there? 2022 signing class, Paul, according to our rankings, was the highest rated haul in modern recruiting history. And now at least one third of those guys or either in the portal, have left the program, signed with someone else. You've got Walter Nolan, one of those five-star guys who is the top-rated player in the transfer portal right now. Ole Miss is going to sign him. So it's crazy that that 2022 signing class there in College Station, a lot of those guys signing elsewhere, Evan Stewart, five-star wide receiver, he's another guy who's available right now. So there are teams trending in the wrong direction right now in the SEC and recruiting. I think one of those is A&M. And then a program trending in the right direction is certainly – Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, how do you look, look when you look at Kiffin? Uh, you, you have to balance the portal, and that's the new that's the new in- ingredient here. So, what does his what does his, what does he look like with what's coming in from recruiting high school and the portal right now? This is the best roster Ole Miss has put together in program history. No exaggeration. This is one that rivals the one Hugh Freeze had a couple years ago with. Laquan Treadwell at wide receiver, Robert Kimdichie, two five-star guys. Hugh Freeze won a lot of games there. And then Lane Kiffin now has two 10-win seasons in three years and now has three of the top 15 transfers already committed. He's a finalist with Oregon for Walter Nolan, the five-star D-tackle from A&M. So we're talking about a completely revamped defensive line there in Oxford ahead of next year. And, oh, by the way, they also signed South Carolina's best wideout, in Juice Wells. So Lane Kiffin and his collective right now are working hand-in-hand, hand and he is landing some top talent. Uh, speaking of South Carolina, I saw Shane Beamer pounding the, the, ta- the table yesterday, and you know, he's really got very little to say after this season. But what did he add in the portal, or, or what will he add in the portal, and what did he get on National Signing Day? Yeah, Signing Day was a top-20 class for South Carolina, but in the SEC, a top-20 class is good enough for 10th in the league. So South Carolina is still trying to get over that hump and sign these top 15, top 10 classes you need to, you know, go from the eight and four, nine and threes to the 11 and ones. Gamecocks haven't done that yet, but they do got a five-star edge. And Dylan Stewart, I think he's going to be a day one impact guy. They signed two really good offensive linemen. We know that that there were some struggles up front there. And then in the portal, they got Rocket Sanders, a 1,400-yard running back out of Arkansas two years ago. If he returns well from injury and – they can block for him. I think South Carolina's running back room is light years better than it was this season. Brad, you mentioned Arkansas. Nobody ended the season uh, more haphazardly than Sam Pittman. The biggest acquisition wasn't on National Signing Day. It was Bobby Petrino. But uh, he doesn't have a lot of time, does he? He does not. And he has to hope that Boise State transfer Halen Green is a difference maker at that quarterback position. I love Bobby Petrino. He's a good play caller. He has shown that, you know, he's had success in the SEC. I think he can have success in Fayetteville, but he's got to put playmakers around Taylor. He's got to have a better offensive line. Sam Pittman, he's an offensive line guru, but that line, Paul, 
last couple of years has not looked good. He also hired a new O-line coach there, Eric Mateo. So I think Arkansas can challenge for a bowl next season, but it's going to be hard to get to that eight, nine win range that Arkansas fans expect. A year ago, everything was going Tennessee's way. They were about to beat Clemson in the Orange Bowl. How are things going right now on Rocky Top? They signed a top 10 class. I think it was number nine, I want to say. Josh Heupel obviously doesn't have the momentum right now that he had last season coming out of the New Year's Six win over Clemson and nearly making the playoff with, you know, all, all those studs he had on offense. But I still think it's a program that's heading into that elite direction. You've got to stack top 10 classes together at Tennessee in order to do that, though, because in the expanded SEC, that schedule is not getting any easier. And I think Josh Heupel knows that. Great stuff. Uh, Brad, always good to see you. Thank you very much for joining us. We take a break. we got plenty of time uh, before we uh, change directions. We will take general conversation for the next hour and 20 minutes, and then we'll uh, gear toward the Archbishop in the final hour of our program. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, while you're sitting around tonight, how about some basketball? Albaline Christian heads to Arkansas. Razorbacks have had some big wins this year. And we are back to the calls. And Papa is, <laughs> is up next. Hey, Paul. Papa. Paul, have you missed me? I have missed you, yeah. I've needed some paternal uh, help. Well, I've had a birthday since I last talked to you, so I'm another year older. Uh, But I am a happy man. Well, good. What happened? Well, uh, my beloved team uh, had a good day recruiting yesterday. Uh, You already know I'm an Auburn fan. Yes, sir. Uh, I went to school. Well, actually, I went to school at Alabama Polytechnic Institute. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm a happy man. We did a good job. Uh, I'm going to live long enough to see us get started back in the right direction anyway. And uh, I just hope the people at Florida State will shut up and go to the bowl game and kick Georgia's butt. Don't count on that. I can count on them going. Uh, don't count on them winning. They will. Somebody will well, be there. I'm not going to bet the house. Well, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet. Uh, I wouldn't bet the doghouse. <laughs> well, I stay in the doghouse anyway. 
But anyway, Paul, uh, it's good talking to you, and I uh, wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and Thank a you, Happy Papa. New Year. You guys have a great holiday, too. Uh, John is up next in St. Louis. John? Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? Well? You hanging in there, that's the main thing. Yes? Anyway, Paul, uh, the reason I called today is I was going to get your opinion about something. Okay. And uh, I was going to ask you the call I when I the call I made on Tuesday. Uh, you, re- you remember that call, John? I haven't been able to sleep since. Well, I was going to ask you. Did you? Do you guys? <clears throat> excuse me. Do you have? Do you have nominations for calls of the year? On the show. Well, we, we we we'll be happy to take one, John. Well, you know, I saw the call yesterday repeated, and I saw it again today, and it it is. I have to say, it's very entertaining. Yeah. John, one thing I admire about you, you're 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 certainly yes, not sir. you're not humble about your own calls. Well, I'm not very humble about it, Paul. To be quite frankly, Paul. I think the world we live in today is compared to the the world I grew in, grew up in, you know, 60, 70 years ago is way too serious. What, John, John, help help us, help help me with this, John. What made your world, oh, hello, Paul, John, you said you wanted to talk, talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was you. You were questioning. What, what was the question? You were going to ask me what's the differences between the world I grew up in versus the world now? Well, I can tell you right now, things were a lot simpler back then. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, getting back to, uh, I'm going to segue here because I don't think this call is going anywhere. Uh, John, it may have if you would let the host direct the call, but you know more than him, okay, so keep go going. Ahead. You direct the call. But anyway, the, reason, the real reason I called today, seriously, I want to really – we're getting close to uh, the big game coming up here. You're going to be out in Pasadena. We're Correct. 10 days out. Right. So, I, you know, I want you to tell me what you think. I mean, I, it seems like it's Michigan's year, but uh, it seems like Alabama has the magic. And, you know, since I'm an SEC fan now, I I think that, you know, Coach Saban, you know, has the horses to, you know, to knock it out here. I mean, it's uh yeah. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great game. I mean, what do you think? I was more actually more interested in what, what you were telling me earlier, John. <laughs> well, I really am not in the mood to talk about the other stuff today. I can well, tell John, you right John, now. But, uh, yes, sir. When you call the show, mm-hmm. and we're, 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 we're certainly appreciative. Yes, we know, sir. We know you could be doing many other things. Is there a set goal of when you dial the number in relation to what you are going to say or... Is it free association? 
Well, Paul, I guess I've always been someone I've always, and other people have told me this through my life. I've always been somebody who, uh, and I like to use this, this, I guess, phrase quote unquote, quote unquote, kind of tell it like it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I don't believe of your neighborhood, yeah, if I don't really believe that somebody is is telling a straight story, Paul, like I have with you a few times. Then John, I just basically John, not only do you have that ability, you also have an it, inability you know? to be interrupted when you're droning on. Well, that's a true statement, Paul. And uh, I have some pretty strong convictions on right and wrong. And when I hear something that I believe is a wrong, and I think your show does do that, Paul. I don't think I, Paul. I hate to say it. I just don't think you tell the whole story a lot of times. That's probably my biggest challenge. And you would have been a good, and, uh, a good and, headmaster and I mean, at, a, now, Paul, at a boys' school. Now, Paul, please let me finish. School. Okay, <laughs> Paul, let me finish here. Okay, about okay. that. To that end, is that you know a lot of times the way that the media works and the yeah. press works, quite frankly, Paul, yeah. is they tell only half of the story. Okay. And there's more to the story than just, you know, the basic things about I what have, happened, this and John, that. I'm, I'm aware of that. that? I've, I'm, I'm, I've been in the media for a while. Well, I'm not sure you do, Paul. Well, I think I do. Well, I'm going to give you some examples, Paul. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you, 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 you talk about... Uh, like Florida football, and it seems like everybody's piling on the the Florida football coach right now. Right. Okay, but you don't talk about the really good things he's done with that program. He's tried to stabilize a bad situation he inherited. Okay, and, and by the so way, what, what was what that's, was that bad situation? What was right that bad there. situation that he inherited? That he stabilized. Well, he inherited, who was the who was the coach down there? Uh, uh, it was Dan Mullen. Mullins. Dan Mullins. Well, yeah, Dan, uh, the year really before Dan situation. Mullen left, he played Alabama for the SEC championship. Or that that type well, of bad did. stuff you're talking about. Nearly beating them, by the way. Yeah, but but he he ran the program. Winning a bunch of January first bowl games. Is that what you're talking about? Merry Christmas. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 